You've heard me tell you what I think about the LA Kings so far this season, but it's time to get another voice, an impartial voice, if you will. We welcome in longtime NHL writer Eric Stevens from The Athletic to get his thoughts on the LA Kings. That's next on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We are at 828 subscribers at last check, and we appreciate your help and trying to get to our next goal of 900 by the end of November. Please and thank you. Uh, my name is Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, for the past 20-plus years, the Fox Sports Radio Network. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And as you well know, a very passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Another man that has over 30 years of experience working for newspapers and media outlets is Eric Stevens of The Athletic. He's done good work for the Orange County Register and the LA Times. He's been an NHL network contributor. And he's covered the Anaheim Ducks for many years. He said, you know what? I need a bigger challenge. I'm going to cover two NHL teams this season. He's also covering the LA Kings as well. <laughs> and we welcome in uh, Eric Stevens. Uh, of the athletic eric thank you so much for joining us and uh looking forward to talking to you about some uh, la kings hockey today yeah hey uh, eddie thanks for bringing me on i'm looking forward to it as well and uh like you alluded to it it's a little bit of a new endeavor i've i've watched the kings from afar for many years whatsoever but um obviously now being there uh on a more day-to-day basis and and and, and whatsoever and getting a closer look uh you know, so so far it's been uh, an, an interesting ride in terms of kind of learning more and more about the intric- intricacies of the organization. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, um, we've had some good guests on so far, but I am looking forward to getting your opinion on the Kings because, frankly, you're an impartial uh, observer to all this. We've talked to guys like Jim Fox and Daryl Evans, and I'm obviously an unabashed Kings fan, but I'm, I'm wondering if you're seeing the same things we're seeing so far. So I'm looking forward to the conversation So let me start off by asking a very simple but maybe complex question. Who are the L.A. Kings this year? Because this is not a team I recognize so far, whether it's scoring. And I know they brought in Kevin Fiala and some of the young guys making a step forward. But defensively, I certainly don't recognize this team either. So who are these guys so far? You know what? I'm not sure that the the Kings themselves know who they are. (laughs) And, you know, alluding to that, Todd McClellan has said several times, you know, really from day one, uh, you know, the regular season that they're still trying to figure out their identity. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know if you want to be, you know, I, I don't know if you want that uh, 12 games in or, or what were you, 14 games in now. Um, but yeah, it, I don't think we really clearly know, you know, who they are. You, you alluded to it, Eddie. This is a more um, so far offensively, productive group uh it's a more dangerous group i mean the uh, the addition of uh, fiala adds to that and, and they are doing some other things and you're seeing some growth in in some other areas um to where they are scoring more but um at maybe at, at some of it at the being the co- at the cost of being a little more open offensively is the fact that they have been more leaky uh on the defensive side they haven't been as tight uh, you know I, I i shouldn't say really leaky i mean uh, it, it, you know, in some games that's been the case, 
Um, I think overall they're, they're still playing a, a pretty sound game for the most part, but there have been breakdowns. There have been more breakdowns, uh, you know, this year than, you know, than ever, or at least than last year. Um, um, and, you know, it, it has cost them, uh, you know, in, in certain games. Is this going to be a long-term problem? I don't know. You know, we'll see. Uh, again, Todd has said, you know, he, he's trying to figure out, what, you know, what are we going to do? Are, are, are we going to be the type of team that's going to win games five to four? Um, you know, or are they going to be more like what he prefers and what like they've been, which is a, a, a tight, tightly structured sound team at both ends, offensively and defensively. They're a little bit more, you know, they, they obviously wanted to be a more open attack. Um, and we're seeing some results of that, but th- they want to be much more lo- of a lockdown unit um, and structured unit in their own end. You know, I like Todd McClellan, and I think he's done a pretty good job so far, but I don't, I'm not sure how, how I feel about his comments because to me, it's like he's saying, well, we'll see what they want to do. And I'm like, well, aren't you supposed to tell them what to do? Aren't they supposed to follow in your direction? Because And I get it. Once they're on the ice, it's up to them. He can't, he can't do it for them. They've got to do it. But it seems like he's almost saying, like, well, we'll see what they decide to do. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, and, and, and that's interesting that you say that because that, that's a thought that has run through my mind. You know, it's one thing to say that, um, you know, maybe, you know, in the first week or, or after the first couple of, you know, it's one thing to say that after that 7-6 win in, in Minnesota whatsoever. It's another thing when you're continually saying that, um, you know, and, and uh, the, the same things pop up, uh, you know, in, in another week or another week, or the next month, or whatsoever, um, you know, then, then that's where it's like, okay, the, you know, the message that uh, you're trying to get past, or, or get, you know, get through, is it getting through, uh, you know, is it, not only to the fan base, but obviously, you know, more, most importantly, to the players, you know, as you said, they're the ones that, uh, that perform, you know, they've, they've got to be the ones that get it done on the ice. Um, but yeah, it is interesting that you point that out because it, it is something that has run through my mind in terms of, you know, really finding that definitive identity of this group. So I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, I think the Kings are moving in the right direction. It does seem like at times they are a team that'll take two step forwards and then one step back. But do you feel like in the last couple of weeks that things are trending in the right direction? Little by little, I I, no. I, I, I do. I, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I've seen too much of a backslide recently. You know. Uh, you, you know. There, there have been some well played games. I mean, they, you know. You know. Obviously, they beat Toronto recently. Uh, had a nice win over Tampa. Uh, you know, on the road trip there. Obviously, winning in St. Louis. I know St. Louis has had its issues. You know, whatsoever. Uh, the the game in Dallas. Yeah, it was bad. They were bad. But sometimes I, I, I chalk, chalk that up to a schedule loss. I mean, Dallas was sitting there waiting for three or four days. The Kings were on a back-to-back, you know, uh, on the road. Sometimes, sometimes those are almost unavoidable, uh, you, know, in, it, it, you know, in a schedule or whatsoever. Uh, you know, should they have beaten Chicago? I mean, yeah, you know, of course, you know, but, but, but they actually played a pretty, sight, pretty tight defensive game, you know, there. And then obviously they come back. Uh, on Saturday and uh, beat a pretty good Florida, at least a very good, very talented Florida team. Um, so it's, you know, I, it, again, I, I do think that they're making strides and, and it is still early. I mean, it, it'd be one thing if they were in a big hole, you know, and, and then you, then you can chuck out, chuck out the early, 
you know, stuff or whatsoever, then, then you can say, okay, there needs to be some more urgency here whatsoever, but they're not. Um, they're making incremental strides. I think particularly on the defensive side of the puck, I, I, I think they have been um, a little bit better, you know, you know, in general, one thing, I, you know, Eddie, I, what I'll be interested in to see, and, I, and I've, I've asked this recently, I think I asked Todd this the other day, um, and, you know, and, and, and even other coaches in general, you know, the scoring that, that you see up, that, that's up in the league, is that going to be sustainable for throughout the year? Or is it going to be just more like most years where it's up early, you know, and then, and then coaches, you know, get, get their systems in and, and they coach the offensive <laughs> offense out of teams. And then we'll see more of the, you know, three, two games that we're accustomed to seeing. I'll be interested to see that um, because, you know, if, if, if this is going to be a, you know, if this is going to be a year where, um, you know, maybe you have to score four goals to win games. Whereas, you know, usually the barometer was if you score three, you know, generally your chances of winning, um, you know, are very high as long as you play a you know a sound tight defensive game. But maybe this is the year where you may have to get that extra goal and you may have to score four to win more games this year. You've covered the NHL for a long time. I know this is your first year covering the Kings, but at what point is it no longer early? I mean, I, I do agree with you. It is still early in the season, but at what point do you say, you know what, it's not really early anymore, you know? Are we getting close to that, Mark? You know, I, November obviously is is sort of a key month where it kind of goes toward that. You, you know, it, it, it's it's no longer, okay, you know, first few, couple of weeks we've got, you know, 70 games left on the schedule whatsoever. The barometer usually is Thanksgiving, Amer- American Thanksgiving, you know, the, the late November. That's generally the, the area where you see, okay, the teams that are in playoff position usually stay. And those that are outside of it, very few, you know, very few times, you know, are those who are outside of playoff position at that point able to jump into a spot whatsoever. So I, I, to me, I, I think that's where urgency really kind of really kind of starts to take hold and t- starts to set in. And, and that's where you really start to look at, you know, standings position whatsoever. Again, it'd be different if they were in a big hole right now. You know, if, if they were at 5, 12, and 1 or whatsoever, then, they, okay, there, there, there would be, you know, some real consternation. But they're not. I mean, they're, they're, they're sort of, you know, hanging around right now, sort of, you know, hanging around that, you know, outside side. I do think, though, that the earlier that they can start putting together wins, putting together good performances, putting together a stretch over 10 games where maybe they go seven and three, eight and two, something like that. That's where you start to see movement, uh, you know, and, and whatsoever. And that's what's necessary to be a playoff team. You need to be able to put those stretches together through the course of a long season. We're going to get Eric Stevens' thoughts on some of the individuals that have shined so far this year for the Kings. Kevin Fiala, Gabe Velarde. We'll talk to him about Brant Clark. But real quick first, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglary and package thefts spike nationally? We call them porch pirates around this parts. Uh, that's why your friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system at half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. It's really cool. Uh, you can control your system from your phone with an app. It's crystal clear HD uh, security cameras you can watch. 
Uh, and if you can't watch, no problem. There are 24-7 professional monitoring agents using FastProtect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify threats. They even have hazard sensors that detect fire, floods, and other threats to your home. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any Simply Safe security system. SimplySafe.com slash locked on NHL today is where you need to go. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That is SimplySafe.com slash locked on NHL. Uh, there is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, more with Eric Stevens from The Athletic. And Eric, I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on some of the, uh, the key players we've seen so far. A new player in Kevin Fiala, uh, a, a player we know uh, well, but has suddenly burst onto the scene in Gabe Velarde, and a young rookie in Brant Clark, who I think is going to be staying with the team. He hasn't played that 10th game yet, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, any, any thoughts on, on those three players specifically? Well, you know what? I, I, let's start with Kevin Fiala. Um, I think right now he's doing what they brought him here to do, which is to be a dynamic presence and to be an offensive producer. Um, and uh, it, it, right now he's, he's at a point per game. Uh, you know, and, and I think if that holds up you know, over the course of the season and he's an 80-point guy, I think that's exactly what um, the Kings were looking for when they went out and acquired him, uh, you know, what I, what I find is interesting with him and, and, you know, chalk it up right now so far to, uh, you know, Todd and the staff making a good move is moving him to that third line. You know, you know, at, at the time, uh, you know, it was seen, you know, maybe as, oh, it's a demotion or oh, they're taking, you know, Fiala off the top line with, with Andre Kopitar and, and, and Adrian Kepe. But I think moving him to the third line actually it has made him the lead dog on that line and now given them dangerous threats on, on three lines as opposed to two or whatsoever. And, and as we know, the, the deeper you can make a lineup, um, you know, the more where you can have uh, scoring potential, more lines that have scoring potential whatsoever, um, you know, that's going to really, I think, carry you over the long haul. Um, and, and so I, I think with him, it's, it's been working in, in the sense that when he was with Andre and Adrian, maybe he was more trying to fit in with what they do, you know, or, you know, or, or whatsoever. And, and, and not that it did. I mean, there were some times when it, when, when it, 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 it worked. But I think, uh, I think moving him to the third line, obviously now he's playing with Carl Grunstrom and, and Rasmus Kapari right now. But he's the lead dog. And they're playing off of him. And I think, and, and, and he's the guy that needs the puck. Uh, he, you know, he's the guy that needs the puck and he doesn't have to share it with the, you know, the, the two up top there, uh, you know, he can be the guy and, and those two youngsters can work off of him. And so I think that's, you know, that's been working right now, you know, in terms of, again, deepening that lineup and whatsoever, you know, you, um, you mentioned uh, Brant Clark, um, you know, uh, Brant Clark, that, that, that's an interesting, I, I, I've seen in other instances where, you know, they, they've had young, um, y- young uh, players play those nine games and then they're able to stretch that. <laughs> they're able to stretch their stay out, you know, longer. Um, I, uh, you know, I hate to, to, you know, you know, bring up uh, my, my Anaheim days here whatsoever, but I, I like in a recent example, I remember when, remember when Max Comtois, you know, kind of first came up, they, he played nine games. They were able to stretch it though, to where he was able to fit in two or three games, uh, at the, at the AHL level with, uh, you know, on a, 
conditioning assignment, you know, or, or something to that nature. And they stretched out, stretched out to where they kept him up until the world juniors and then sent him back to junior uh, to his junior team after that tournament. I wonder if that if maybe something maybe sort of similar, uh, you know, is, is at work or whatsoever. Clearly, they're trying to you know stretch you know stretch his stay here, and, and they feel like maybe he's more it's more beneficial for him to stay around the team, even though he's not in the lineup night to night or whatsoever. The fact that he's practicing with players that he's eventually going to be playing with on a on a more regular basis you know, theoretically beginning next year, maybe later this year. We're not, you know, we'll see. But these are guys that are going to be, you know, playing with, maybe they feel like it's better for him to be around, to be, you know, be in this atmosphere, practicing with them regularly, uh, you know, whatsoever, than, you know, going back to, uh, you know, the Barry Colts and what he would get out of that experience. But he's, so far, I, I mean, we, we know what he's, he's very talented. He's, he's a very talented a uh, very talented performer. You can see the offensive um, mindset, the offensive ability, the you know the the way he processes things, uh, you know in 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 that end, how, the creativity. We've I've seen that you know really from the get go from uh, from rookie camp on through training camp, and even in some flat you know flash moments uh, in the nine games that he's played. His defense is gonna you know it will have to come around. Um, I, I don't think he's been terrible defensively. There have been a, a few th- occasions where you see where the game, um, you know, particularly in his own end and, de- and, and defending in front of the net where, you know, there, there's indecision, uh, you know, on occasion. But d- def- playing defense is, is a difficult thing in the NHL, you know, and, and they typically say it takes about 300 games um, for someone to really sort of master it. So it's going to be a process whatsoever, but he's going to be a, he's going to be a key player. Uh, you know, really for the future, for you know, for this Kings franchise. And I know you've been around the game a lot. You've seen players maybe get off to a hot start. It doesn't feel like that to me with Gabe Velarde. It feels like this is something he can sustain because of the way he's scoring goals and the skill he's shown so far and the confidence that we haven't seen from him so far in his young career. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I asked him uh, a few games ago about the confidence uh, thing and he and he sort of brushed it off or, 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 or poo-pooed it a little bit or whatsoever, but it, it it's it's obvious to anyone who's even you know watching whatsoever how much it's oozing out of him, uh, you know or whatsoever. I mean, you know, it, it, here's here's someone who, full credit to him, came in, uh, you know, had a had a very good summer, uh, you know, training went back home uh, over the summer. He, he said that he said that he thought that was a um, you know, real good thing for him to do, to be around, you know, his support system, uh, you know, whatsoever. He got a very good summer of training and clearly he came into training camp and, and the preseason, you know, with, uh, with a much, you know, maybe a more healthier attitude. He said, it, he said that he's, he's now, you know, not trying to think past the day or not trying to think about the big picture that he was taking a real day-to-day approach, uh, you, you know, to things. And, once he got the opportunity, you know, we saw the, how Victor Arvison, you know, had had to use basically his training camp to really, really get ready for the season. That was an opening there. Tom McClellan put Gabe Velarde into a slot and he went out and won a job. Not, not only just won a job, but, uh, you know, now, as you can see, he's a top, he's a top six player. 
he's a very, very talented player. The talent's always been there, but now the confidence is paired with that talent. And uh, he's really found a home. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see if, if it's going to be over the long haul. But I, I, I agree with you, Eddie. I, I think so. I, I, I think he's now at a place where, you know, he's ready to take off. A little bit more with Eric Stevens from the Athletic. We're going to talk. We talked about the good. We're going to talk about the not so good in the uh, Kings goaltending here in just a second. But first, I want to remind you: don't forget to check out Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis from the Locked On experts that only they can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Audacity app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Eric. So uh, one of the concerns I had going into the season was the goaltending situation. Look, I love Jonathan Quick. He's the greatest goalie in the history of the Kings. You know, could be a Hall of Famer at some point. Uh, certainly his number is going to be in the rafters, obviously, there at the arena at some point, whatever they're calling it uh, then. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he's, he's a bit older. Uh, and we know that Cal Peterson is going to have to carry some of the load, we would think. If, if you know, if it's going to be quick in the playoffs like it was last year, he needs to be as fresh as possible. And so far, it's been a struggle for Cal. Just your thoughts on what's going on in net with the Kings. Well, they, they need more saves between both of them. Uh, they, you know, no, no question. Um, you know, J Jonathan gave, gave them enough on Saturday. Um, and, uh, you know, and, I, and I think he's still at a point in his you know, career or whatsoever, where he still can do that. But as you alluded to it, it, it you know, for, for, for their sake, you know, for, for, for what's going to benefit them the most, he can't be playing 60 games. You know, he shouldn't. And Cal Peterson's got to be a key performer for them. Um, and, and, and really, it's been, you know, <laughs> it's not, it hasn't really even been an up-and-down start for him. I mean, it's been sort of a mostly down start, uh, you know, to it. How much of that is, is mental? How much of that is tech, technical? I think, you know, when you see, you know, Cal in his history, he's generally a very tech, more technically sound goalie. Um, and, and when that's off, that's when he struggles. Um, and, and I think in, in, in talking with, you know, some people around the team whatsoever, I think that that's where he's a little bit, excuse me, a little bit off there um, with his um, – you know, with his, you know, with his technique, technique and his structure in net and whatsoever. And that'll be, you know, I'm sure Bill Ramford is, is obviously working with him on a regular basis. I mean, Bill Ramford has worked wonders with uh, so many goalies, uh, you know, over the years, he's, you know, he's even rehabilitated, rehabilitated, uh, you know, some, some net minders, uh, you know, who have moved on elsewhere or whatsoever. So I, I, I'm still confident in the fact that Cal's going to get it. Uh, you know, at some point, uh, you know, or, or whatsoever. But yeah, they they need him to start putting together some good performances because you you can't count on, you know, Jonathan Quick is Jonathan Quick, and like you you listed you listed those uh, things that you know and his accomplishments and you know what's going to be in his future and whatsoever and and his stature you know in the Kings franchise. But at this point in his career, you can't lean on him for, you know, 55, 60 games. You really shouldn't, yeah. uh, you know, you know, or whatsoever. Um, and, and for Cal's sake, I mean, you know, we've talked about it for the, really the last couple of years or so, you know, in terms of him sort of taking the throne from Jonathan. Uh, well, 
you know, at some point, at some point you got to perform, you got to be able to do it uh, and whatsoever. And, and this is a year where, you know, he's not only got to bounce back from last season, be better, um, but kind of start to be that guy. I mean, they're paying him, they're paying him a good sum of money here. The first year of his contract is kicked in here where he's now a $5 million goaltender. At some point you're going to need results and, 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 and good performances. So, um, they, they need better out of both of them, but I think in particularly they need more out of Cal so that there will, there will be less pressure on Jonathan, at least over the course of the 82 games here. And Eric, real quick, I got to ask you, speaking of goaltenders, um, there was an incident in the Florida game where uh, <laughs> Matthew Kachuk, our old buddy, uh, poked his stick through the mask of uh, Jonathan Quick and got him near the eye area, and uh, he ends up getting a two-game suspension from the NHL Department of Player Safety. Uh, I know you wrote about this over at The Athletic. Check out uh, Eric's story on this at the at theathletic.com. Um, but look, I'm a Kings fan. I know Kings fans are uh, not happy about this, but two games doesn't seem like much. And this is his third suspension. It's not like this is his first time. And we know we know what Matthew mm-hmm. Chuck is, and we know what he does. But that was a dangerous play, and it's hard to believe he didn't do that intentionally. So um, your thoughts on the two games? You know, Eddie, I, and, and I appreciate the plug. Uh, like you said, I, I, I did write on it uh, uh, yesterday. It, it, it was horrible. I mean, look, he got off light. Okay, uh, let, let's make no bones about it. And, and I wrote that. I mean, it's a slap on the wrist. Okay, um, uh, you, you know whatsoever. And and I and I felt that it was dangerous. Uh, the, you know, that's 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 not a hockey play. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not. You know, it. And and yeah, we, we we know what he is about. We know that that's a part of his game. You know, getting in the goalie's kitchen, getting under the skin of opponents, getting you know, uh, riling them up even or whatsoever. We know that's going to be, and that's going to be a part of his game, you, you know, uh, and whatsoever. But there's a line though, and you cross that line when you are intentionally, you know, you're, you're taking the, uh, you know, uh, the blade of your stick, and I won't go so far as, you know, to say, you know, turning it at, into a weapon whatsoever, but. You know, you need you need to be responsible for that. And this wasn't a case of where um, it was either accidental or it was, you know, sort of, you know, just, you know, the, you know, the result of, um, um, you know, some some back and forth or, you know, whatsoever. You know, that, that you could clearly see from the video that uh, there's intention, uh, you know, behind that. And that's where it gets dangerous. And, uh, you know, what to what I wrote is, is, is that he's too good of a player. To do that, he's he's too good of a player to resort to doing that. Uh, It's you know, and that's that's what I find with these. I mean, yes, you know, with the spinning wheel of the the NHL, you know, NHL disciplinary justice, two, five, ten, fifteen, twenty games, whatever you feel it's necessary, you know, do or whatsoever. Yes, there's going to be argument over over that. You know, it 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 just is. It comes with really all of them. That's that that's how the spinning wheel of justice sort of is um, rightly or wrongly or, or whatsoever, but you know, we're going to debate it. We're going to argue it whatsoever. But again, my thing is why do it? Why? What's the point? You're, you're too good of a player. You don't need to rely on that kind of stuff. You can beat teams with your talent. And Matthew Kachuk is a very talented player. He's now one of the game's best forwards or whatsoever. There's no need for that. 
That is Eric Stevens of The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter, as you can see if you're watching on the YouTube channel, at Iceman Cometh, which is a great Twitter handle. Uh, Eric, <laughs> it was a very enjoyable conversation. Like I said, I know how busy you are covering two NHL teams. I can't imagine doing this little show that I'm doing covering two NHL teams. So thank you so much for uh, for all the information. It was great getting your opinions on all this, and hopefully we can have you on again at some point later in the season. Great, Eddie. I, I thank you. I enjoyed the conversation. Really appreciate it. All right, all the best uh, covering both the Ducks and the Kings. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. All right, that was Eric Stevens of The Athletic. And again, we thank him so much for his time. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, as we close it out, I want to remind you, if you have any feedback for the show, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. And there's an Instagram page as well at Locked on LA Kings. If you're into that, uh, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Eddie Garcia. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Preview the upcoming game. We've got some other Kings news to talk about as well. Um, but I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, and as we close out the show, we always say go Kings go. <laughs>